0: Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
1: Welcome back to Not Another Mummy Podcast with me, Alison Perry. Today on Not Another Mummy Podcast, I'm chatting to Kate Dyson who's the founder of the biggest online community group for women in the UK, The Motherload? Living mostly on Facebook, it's a group where currently 84,000 mums hang out and discuss everything from asking for advice when their baby won't stop crying, to jumpers at school that just keep going missing. I don't know about you, but I have been there and it's frustrating. Kate's a mum of three and her youngest 10-month-old Ted joined us in the studio while we chatted about everything from mum communities and why there's a massive need for them, the commodification of motherhood and why groups of mums are often sneered at by others. We also talk about mum mantras and whether they're supportive and useful or whether they risk dismissing valid concerns and shutting down conversations. Have a listen to my chat with Kate and tell me what you think. Here with Kate Dyson.
2: Have I said that your name correctly? Yeah.
1: I assume it's a bit like the vacuum cleaner. It's
2: exactly like the vacuum cleaner. Sadly, no relation.
1: Are you? Oh, yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say you've got you've got a few uh, a few Bob coming your way. God,
2: can you imagine? It would be amazing, wouldn't it? I'm Although Kate Dyson. Brexit thing, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I'm, I'm Kate myself. Dyson
1: of the Dyson Empire, <laughs> <laughs> and my house is very clean. <laughs> can you imagine?
2: <laughs> can you imagine? It would be yeah amazing. <laughs> um,
1: I should you know if I was a professional podcaster, I would check the pronunciation of people's names before we hit record. <laughs>
2: Um, Rather than going, if I
1: said that right, (laughs) Um, right, Kate, welcome. Hello, it is so nice to have you in the podcast. We've been trying to kind of sort this out for a while, haven't we? Um, And then logistically, it kind of hasn't happened until now. Um, but we're in a lovely studio and uh, we are joined by your gorgeous little baby Ted.
2: I know he might make an, a little um, appearance at some point because he's quite chatty himself. Yeah. I have no idea where he gets that from. So
1: <laughs> if you hear any um, gurgling or babbling, it's not our tummies.
2: Well, it might be actually. <laughs> <laughs> but technically, yes, it's Ted. Yeah,
1: it? we'll blame him. We'll blame him. That's <laughs> the good thing about having a baby, isn't it? Yeah. You can blame them for all sorts. Oh,
2: everything. It's a bit like having a dog, isn't yeah. it? If any foul smell in the Room, it's yeah. always the dog's fault yeah, yeah, yeah. well same with the baby
1: <laughs> it's also quite handy it's also quite similar to having a dog in that um one of my twins uh crawled off um sort of behind the sofa um yesterday and came back with a rice cake oh and started chomping on it now i knew that rice cake had only been there since the night before so it's not that bad. But I just let her carry on eating it. You
2: know that whole like three second rule thing? Yeah. It's just like, it's like 30 days, isn't its it? Is it has the it 30 gone moldy? day rule. Has it gone moldy? <laughs> no. Okay, we're good. We're good to go. You
1: know your standards are <laughs> slipping when you've got a yeah. 30 day rule. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there fluff? Yeah. And stuff growing on that piece of food,
2: like so even then I'm a bit loath to yeah, mm. but honestly
1: i I just think that why bother having a dog when you 've got a crawling baby that can just hoover hoover up bits you know of what? food
2: I think you know there's like having a baby level of like. Uh, responsibility isn't there and then there's people who are absolutely mad who have a dog and a baby at the same time. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? I do know, it to yourself.
1: I know, I know. So um you're a mum of three, I am he? I am. And um your youngest is 10 months old and yes. he's he's here hanging with us. Um and you're the founder of the Mother Loads. I am. Now for anybody who's not aware of the Mother load, tell us a bit about uh what it is and, and how it came to be.
2: So uh, the motherload is um, well. Currently, you never know. Uh, the UK's largest community group for women on on social media. Uh, we're based on Facebook, and we have about eighty five thousand women who come together every day to just talk. Eighty five thousand. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's nuts. Yeah,
2: it has. It's really grown. Yeah. So they all come together and they share advice and they talk. And but the important thing about the motherload is it's completely non-judgmental. And I know. I think. We're we're going to probably talk about this in a bit, about Facebook groups and and mum groups especially because uh, they do get a really bad rap and I certainly don't want to um, run a group that is mm, nasty, bitchy, you know, the rest. that I think sometimes community groups of women do get tarred with that brush. Uh, So I started it when I had postnatal depression with Maggie. How does she know? She's now five, nearly six, okay. and she was 18 months old. So it wasn't, I'd been quite ill for quite some time, and going back to the doctors and whatever, um, but uh, there was, you know, some things that I wanted to, I, I was scared of telling the doctor, you know, the idea of rage and all of that that you can get with PND. Mm. and d uh, And I was um, on, it was very late at night, and I was actually on a well-known parenting forum. And I posted on there to just say, is this normal? Uh, is this postnatal depression? Blah blah. And I got back. Oh, gosh, an r- absolute beating. Really? Yeah, a r- real beating.
1: Oh, yeah. that really Which, makes me so sad to hear. I,
2: this is why so many women don't talk about it. Or they weren't talking about it. When I think you say you've got a beating, changed.
1: what kind of things were people saying?
2: Oh, that I should be grateful. I should, you know, that it was nothing to do with mental health that I was you know maybe just needed to check myself Uh, well you know it is to do with mental health Um, and one thing that I uh, was very worried about was bonding and I was told that that's you know that's ridiculous of you know that um, you just really need to spend more time with your baby Mm. so it was along those lines and I just thought this is insane this is like this has made me feel 10 times worse and about a week later it was night feed again and I thought I'm going to if I can't use a forum, if I can't use a place out there, I'm gonna just set something up with my friends. So eight of us were on this group, on this Facebook group, and um, and we sort of came together and and joked about motherhood and and shared advice. And um, it's sort of. Is Ted, all right. I think
1: <laughs> he's having a poo. Yeah, I think he's, he's having, having a poo. poo. Oh, there's, the, there's little noises coming from him, Hello. and he's got that classic red face. <laughs> he
2: Oh. oh god, it can't take him anywhere. Can I? I oh, can't take him anywhere. Impressive. So, um, mummy is talking about important stuff. Here. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, and I, I felt like the, there needs to be a space that is safer than this, and so yeah, I set this thing up with my friends, and it's gone from it just organically grew, just from people inviting friends, and we've never advertised it as a group, a community, or anything, and it's grown to yeah, now eighty five thousand. That's Brilliant. Yeah. I think as well the really nice thing is on balance, I mean of course things change as people as it grows and grows, but essentially that um that essence of what it was in the beginning is still there. Yeah. Of, you know, a sharing and it being a safe place and it being a comfortable place.
1: Um, and as it grew, did you did you have any kind of idea where it was going or Was it just a case of it it all happened so gradually and organically that you never, ever had really had a chance to think about it?
2: Um, No, I didn't. To be honest, I still now sort of, like, look at that member count and think, oh, my God, you know, what is, what's all that about? Um, Teddy's really going for it in the corner. (laughs) He's having a really (laughs) big poo, everyone. He's having a really big poo. He's really red. Oh, he's really red. I feel a bit...
1: I feel a bit bad that we're sharing this moment with...
2: <laughs> so do I on a podcast. With my podcast Poor boy. listeners. Poor boy, Aww. are you okay? Um, uh, yeah, so uh, I... Yeah, I still pinch myself now thinking about it. It's It's an amazing thing. I'm very, very proud of it because I think it has given many women a space to explore motherhood in a way that they didn't have necessarily. And it is different from, like... Instagram or, you know, whatever, it, it does, it's more democratic. Um, and in we what do... way?
1: It, 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 is, is it kind of self policing in a way? Do people well, yes. kind of pull each other up on stuff? If You know, if somebody's yeah. a bit out of line.
2: We do moderate it very heavily, uh, primarily, though, for safety, because my biggest concern is the responsibility we have when we're running the group, and I do really believe that we need to be very cautious. Now, I know there are forums out there, like Mumsnet, who really believe in the freedom of speech, and, and I think that's great and it has its place, but social media is a slightly different beast, and I think we and I think things have changed over the last few uh-huh. years with trolling and and, you know, the level of contact that people can have through, you know, the social media platforms where they message each other privately, which doesn't necessarily happen on a forum. Mm. And so, and so, you know, I think we, we do have a responsibility to be pretty heavy on the moderation. And, you know, that frustrates some people, other people really like it, Um but I think when I say democratic, I think I mean that, you know, when you follow someone on Instagram, you're really you're just seeking their advice. It's less of a community oh. contribution in that respect. So, you know, definitely. <laughs> um, I think there's a you get a wider response and you get a more varied response, you know, which uh, when you're having a dilemma, I think is can be very helpful. It can also be very confusing, of yeah. course. <laughs> what would you support you say has
1: been the, been the best thing about about running it? it since you since you started it what's been the best thing to come out of it
2: oh we've had so many acts of kindness you know it's just the loveliest community for that <coughs> they really seek to help each other out and to support each other and we've had some amazing uh, moments where um you know um uh, they call themselves molos Motherload is you know uh, so they yeah where they've just gone above and beyond and i don't mean just like popping down like one woman um this is one of my favorite stories she wrote on the claire wrote on the group you know oh my god is there any chance this is the biggest like most remotest chance ever is there anyone in utrecht who a molo in Utrecht. My friend has been on holiday over there for the Christmas period. She's got really ill. She's now in hospital. Her husband has had to go home and she's on her own until he can return. And there was a molo in Utrecht who got oh, over the Christmas period and literally within an hour was at that hospital with treats wow. and yeah yeah oh my goodness yeah Catherine was yeah it was amazing an absolute you know moment of how that group just connects each yeah. other and and the importance of women coming together and really that mantra of women supporting women really there in play and things like that happen all the time and you know it's it's amazing to be running a community where that's that kind of kindness happens
0: many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey
1: Um, it's funny, isn't it? Because, like, communities of women, whether it is online or whether it's, um, you know, <coughs> people, you know, mums at the school gate or, you know, it, it really does feel like it's this, um, there's really, there's two extremes, isn't there? Like, what you've just described, that kind of, that, that sense of really going above and beyond and women supporting women, that is absolutely, you know something that happens yeah but then on the the flip side um you have got that you know the experience that you had for example of um you know perhaps you know going onto a a forum and and being judged and being um you know someone being quite unkind and quite you know not, not even trying to understand how you might be feeling and the effect that their words might have on you um and that kind of stereotype of um, you know, groups of women getting together and being bitchy yeah. and unkind. Yeah. And it really feels like communities of women, you absolutely get those two extremes. So running the mother load and um being uh I guess in charge of this community of women, you must have seen a fair bit of negativity aimed at mums. Yeah. So there's something that we've spoken about yeah. kind of across, you know, DMs and stuff mm, in the past, mm, haven't we? Yeah. Um there's this I've seen quite a lot of And people being quite kind of like snooty about, you know, communities of mums or women and, you know, mums, really. The the motherhood thing seems quite a big, big aspect. Um, Definitely. You you must have seen that a lot.
2: Yeah, I have. I think actually there's no one more judgmental than another mum, which is just, it, it feels insane to me. Women can be amazing supports for each other. Like, and get it beyond anyone else. But they can also be the first to tear you down, unfortunately. And especially if there's a pack mentality, which sometimes you get on mum groups or, of whatever, whether it's on Instagram as a community... Even or whether the school it's on, gate,
1: or happens. Even school, yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, how, Motherland wasn't born out of nothing, was it? So um I yeah actually can, i can't watch
1: mother and La- i mean I, I do watch it i love it but i can't watch it without I, I i almost have like my buttocks clenched the whole way through because there is just so much truth and a lot of it is very uncomfortable to watch oh
2: my god isn't it because i mean obviously it's a comedy but and it's heightened but those are characters we all know yeah we all know do you know one of those episodes was called mother's load Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. And another one was named after Mummy Chin Fund as well. Oh. So I think it might have been, yeah, inspired.
1: It's, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's brilliant. It's so, so good. Um,
2: but yeah, definitely. I think uh, the... There is a this like kind of idea of a mom clique, you know. This uh, I, I struggle with it because I think on one hand we all need to identify as part of a group. Like that's a very natural, very human thing. It's not just mums; we all do it uh, in terms of friendship groups or, you know, identifying with people at work who just we get more than others. But mums um, come to get when mums come together. Unfortunately, it's, there is this real sneering about it. Like, oh God, here's a mom's group or. Um, oh Facebook groups for mums like they were the worst of the pits. Why do you
1: think that happens though? Because um, I mean there was there was an article in Grazia, I think it was on the Grazia website, which you and I um, chatted about, um, and it was talking about this very thing where uh, the whole kind of mums on Instagram or mum bloggers. Um, absolutely get sneered at way more than people who talk about you know uh, go on instagram to talk about beauty or about their career or about uh, fashion or interiors and the reality is that becoming a parent whether you're a mum or a dad but let's be honest it is mums that kind of get sneered at way more than dads (laughs) do um it's a huge life-changing thing
2: I think I think um I was reading something the other day um it was on a forum at, it it wasn't Nest. it was the other one and <laughs> um they were saying that they found it really interesting that motherhood had been uh um had become a commodity and perhaps that is part of the sneering really something that women did for generations and only moan to their mate about it now we have a platform in order to talk about the highs and lows very openly very candidly but we need
1: that because i totally in, agree back in the day you had a community Absolutely. of you know your family yeah. around you and generations of you know women to pass on information for you to go to them with your concerns that doesn't exist anymore as much
2: and also I you know when my mum talks about how me and my sister are perceived as mums and our motherhood journey in comparison to hers she really feels like it was a lot easier for her because the amount of judgement and the amount of information the amount of research and the amount of you know castigation that is out there if we don't don't research exactly how someone else. Would. The amount of opinion from strangers is extraordinary, and so I think it's it's fair enough that now we need, you know, a, to find that tribe beyond just one or two that we know in our street or in our local locality. You know, I think the internet is a wonderful thing. It connects women. In a way that we could never have ex- like anticipated, only a few years ago, really, um, and here we are all together with a fairly common interest, uh, not just in parenting, but just in the way we view parenting. Um, and I think that is really important for women to have. I think, I, you know, I, I think the word empowerment is used on social media probably too much but um i do feel it empowers mums to be the best mum that they can be but only with, when it's without judgement because i think once the judgement seeps in that isn't empowering that is that's the exact opposite isn't it
1: i think it's probably fair to say though that everyone everyone judges i think that oh yeah i that think that think. it's just human nature isn't it uh-huh. and i think that the the difference is whether you whether you vocalize that judgment or not. Absolutely. Because, you know, I think anyone who says, well, I never judge another mother <laughs> no, is ridiculous. lying. <laughs> of
2: course they <we> all do. <laughs> because whether you it's, do. if you see a mom do something that, that's very different to you? I think... Um, it doesn't make it
1: okay, though. Just because everyone does it doesn't mean that it's all right. No,
2: no. And that is one problem with social media, is that our boundaries are so low now that... For some reason, we think that it's perfectly acceptable to express that judgment, um, you know, of another mum with a snapshot of her life. And yes, it's probably in the same way that, you know, we've been judged in a coffee shop for doing something, you know, that it does happen everywhere. You know, judgment's a funny thing for me because, of course, I run a non-judgmental group and I think a lot of people therefore expect me to be c- completely free of judgment myself. And, and of course, I, I equally judge. I'm as human as anyone else. Um, but what I've always wanted is to provide a space that is free from that for women. And whether or not I personally wouldn't do something, and I personally would think, "Oh God, you know, I think that's insane," um, or whatever. I, you know, I do believe that women should have the right to expect a space to be able to explore all kinds of things about parenting without having that additional layer of defending themselves mm. all the time. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And um, one of the things I really wanted to chat to you, Kate, about yeah. is. The whole mum mantra. Yeah,
2: thing. yeah. <clears> oh, <throat> well, We had a chat about this. We had a chat about
1: this because I love a mum mantra. Uh, so I'm somebody who will very often share them and, uh you know, whether it's... S- some of my favourite mum mantras are things like you can't pour from an empty cup uh and this too shall pass. Yeah, Um. very and, famous one. Yeah, and they're all things that I feel like if I just see a glimpse of it, if I'm having a really bad day, it makes me feel better, but you feel you, you have mixed feelings about mum mantras, don't you?
2: I do. I, yeah, I do. <laughs> Mainly because, I listen, when I first had Bess, I loved a mum mantra. You know, I was all over this two-wall path. And. You can't pull from an empty cup. And, um oh, God, they've gone off my, the top of my mind. There's one about wine, isn't there? And, you know, and I love them. And it, it, more than anything, it made me feel part of this tribe. You know, I felt like I'd found my people. If someone was, like, saying one of these mantras, then I thought, yes, great, you get it, you get it. But as I've run the mother load... Um, I do feel that there is another side to the mom mantra, and that is that it, it can dismiss women's very valid concerns, very worrying concerns. i tell you, we had a post yesterday where... Um, sorry, Ted's just tucking into the serene now. God. Hang on a second. It's like snack ahoy snack here. That time. <laughs> anything, anything to just keep him happy. Um, um, yeah, so the, it, on the mother load, it's it's... Um, we had this post and she said you know my son hasn't eaten for a year and i'm i'm it's doing my head in. he doesn't eat properly he just grazes Uh, i can't get him to eat a real meal properly i've tried everything and listen please don't post this too shall pass because i am so beyond this too shall pass it's been too long you know And now i need practical solutions to dealing with it properly and i thought that just sums it up Mm. like you know this two shall pass is usually profits during a pretty difficult phase that we're dealing with often behaviorally um or something where we are at the end of our limits and when we you know especially sleep for example weaning for example you know these quite big issues especially for first-time mums um her, where you're you know you're very worried and you're a bit confused and so you like we talk about it with our friends or we post online and then met with oh this too shall pass yeah. it stops the conversation it stops advice and it stops us exploring actually how someone really is feeling about it yeah. and so while I think you know along with the meme yes it's it's very jolly and it's got its place I think we do have to be really careful that especially as a community when we're trying to support each other as moms, that we're not using them on mantra to kind of dismiss or just stop a conversation. Yeah. Because often what's preceded it might be a call for help. That's a
1: really good way of looking at it. Um, another one that I thought of as you were talking was uh, people saying. Uh, the years are... No, yeah. what is it? The days are long, but the years are short.
2: But then that's the guilt-trippy thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it
1: really is. It's like you should be cherishing every moment.
2: Oh, that's another one. Cher- cherish every moment. every moment. And stuff like... I think, you know, um, we've got to be really careful that we're not sort of... Cherish every moment, especially, is one that really does my head in. That's all,
1: but that's, it's always said by people who haven't who who have got older children. Yes. Who haven't got small babies or toddlers and they're looking back with rose tinted glasses and you know, they're they're remembering the, the cuddles and the cute
2: moments. You and I both have older children, don't we? Yeah. So, you know, we we know that it's really easy to forget those baby Uh, years and when when you get to like six seven they're so much easier they play off by themselves you know you get more time back
1: you can have proper conversations with them when they're unwell they can tell you what's wrong all of that stuff becomes so much easier doesn't it
2: so much easier and you start to then worry about things like school and like results in tests and are they reading properly and all of that feels so much and bigger friendship than friendship issues oh my god I used to just worry about if they slept all the time Yeah. but when you're in the thick of it and now we both have been over you know, the last year like oh I just it was really good for me actually because I I was really getting to the point where I nearly Wanted to give up the mother load last year. Um, I th- just felt I'd outgrown it completely, and uh, because your kids were older, because my kids were older, and of course the same themes come up: sleep, potty training, weaning, um, activities with a two-week-old. M- you know, it's you know genuine issues that mums are facing and and need advice with but when you're out of it and you have a seven year old it's so easy to forget and to diminish that yeah and so having teddy definitely for me sort of was a sharp reminder like hang on this this is hard you know and we do need to be able to ask the most insane questions and and even to the point where he was three weeks old and I was thinking, well, what do I do with you now? <laughs> like, maybe, should I get some toys? Maybe I'll post if there's any toys. Yeah. Should, should I get some black
1: and white flashcards to wave in front of my three-week-old baby? Yeah. It's like, well, you could, but you could just sit there with a cup of tea and enjoy the peace and quiet.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and certainly with my first, I would have had the black and white cards out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I think... Uh, I think you know th- things like cherish every moment are just so reductive and they dismiss really valid moments for women especially so, I so can't, I've never seen a man be, you know someone saying to a man cherish every moment
1: no that's so true <laughs> when has a dad ever been told to cherish every moment it's by. I think I mean in in defense of my mantras mm-hmm. um I, I wonder whether it's a case of just picking your mantra and picking your moments.
2: Yeah.
1: And sometimes actually um saying something like um the what was it again? The 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 days are long but the years are no 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 no. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The days are long but the years are short. Yeah. Um I'm getting myself really confused with that one. Um sometimes that might help because actually there are times when you just think, Oh my goodness, how is it only two PM? At least we feel like it should be bedtime already, yeah. and I'm still so knackered, yeah. and I've still got a few hours to go until bedtime, and you're you're just frazzled. Um, sometimes just having that kind of reminder in the back of your mind. Is, I don't know. Does it just make you feel guilty, or does it does it reassure you? Um... Is it a bit of both?
2: Maybe a bit of both. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I've ever been in the midst of a hair-tearing moment when really I just want to lock myself in the pantry with a glass of wine and felt like, yeah, cherish every moment, Cher- just,
1: we'll just Cherish, Just cherish deep-breathe
2: it and yeah. cherish every moment. Yeah. I, in fact, if someone had said it to me at that point, I might have punched them in the face. <laughs> but, um, I, you know... I, it's again it's also different when you're a first time mom versus like a third time mom you know um i think it's very easy to be glib third time rounds you know over a first time mom's dilemma and confusion and the whirlwind of that so um yeah but I, certainly things like this too shall pass actually really does have a place and i think it you know those phases do pass and those blips in sleeping might, as long as you do have a normal sleeper, um, will, it will rectify itself. And, you know, there are very few 18 year olds still waking up for their mum. You know, I'm sure there are, there'll be one or two. There must two, be. There? I think, <laughs> I, I
1: absolutely think that that's the, the main thing that's felt different for me second time around, Um is that. Uh, I get my knickers in a twist a lot less Yeah. so when I am up at 3am with a baby that just won't settle like yeah. you know, every time I put her down in her cot she kind of cries and wakes up and wants cuddling again and, and I just think, Do you know what, this won't last forever and yeah, yeah. as much as I'm knackered I'm yeah. you know, so tired that I want to cry right now and I know that I've got to get up and go to a work meeting tomorrow morning and be yeah. all fresh faced and you know I think first time around, it really got to me. It it felt like... This is my life now. This is it. Yeah, I'm going to be this tired forever. Yes. I didn't this realize mother ending. I <laughs> didn't realize this. Was, this was motherhood. No one told why me. Why did? So,
2: why wasn't? Why wasn't this in the antenatal class? Honestly, I really <laughs> felt
1: like. I mean, I think when 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 my baby, my baby, when my eldest was about eight months old, I wrote a blog post which was called "The Big Baby Lie." <laughs> yeah, I was convinced that there was this massive conspiracy, conspiracy. theory. Yeah, and you know. I was so angry that people hadn't told me what it would be like.
2: I keep saying I I want to write a book that is basically everything that you weren't told at antenatal class. Yeah. Like but it needs to stretch like all the way up to like beyond starting school yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. even then there's stuff. Um yeah, I yeah, I mean it's uh it's uh, a really it's it's really hard, isn't it? The, I think the interesting thing is that it's experienced moms who often pass that mantra on. So actually, they're not they're not necessarily diminishing. They're not necessarily like saying, you know, that's it. Uh, but I think you know what they are doing is just from the wisdom of their years, saying, do you know what? It'll be okay. Like I can reassure you, it'll be okay. But as long as we're not you know, we're not forgetting to listen to what perhaps is going on behind that, then I think, you know, probably they do have their place to a degree. To a degree. Yeah, I still I still will, you know, remind people on the motherload. <laughs> Basically, don't
1: come at Kate with a mum mantra unless you're 100% convinced. Unless you've
2: got a wine glass in your <laughs> other hand, yeah.
1: Listen, Kate, on that note, thank you so much for being my oh, guest today. Thank you for having me and, and I'm, I'm Ted. I, I'd, I'd quite like to tuck into that sourine <laughs> that you've got there and you've got a bit of cheese and some grapes. I've
2: literally got everything right. and a Danish and a Belgian, cake okay,
1: mm-hmm. that was my breakfast. Well, there you go. Why should Ted have all the fun and Um, it's been so nice to chat to you you. thank you so much everyone needs to go and check out mother load yes please and join up for your non-judgmental mother advice thank you so much (laughs) i think kate deserved a medal for getting through a whole podcast interview with her 10 month old by her side honestly it wasn't easy well done kate Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Tune in next week for another brilliant guest.
0: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.